Hi everyone, my name is Mare Verk and welcome to Life on the Farm. Welcome back everyone to another week at Life on the Farm. I am coming to you from the new year. It is January 1st, 2021. 2020 has officially come to a close. Unfortunately though, the pandemic has not, so definitely keep wearing your masks and staying socially distant. Last night was New Year's Eve and normally I spend it with my friends from high school who I'm very fortunate to still be close with to this day. But because of COVID, obviously did not. I just stayed home in bed watching Bridgerton. There are eight episodes in the first season. I finished all of them. They're like 45 minutes to an hour. I finished them in nine hours. I took a 30 minute TikTok break, so I probably would have finished it a lot sooner had I not done that. This morning when I woke up, I actually slept in, of course, starting off the new year in a very Maravirk type of way. We had guava mimosas with breakfast, 12 out of 10 would recommend, and it was just really nice being able to hang out with my family to kick off this new year. And now I am here talking to you all recording today's episode. As you can tell by the title, it's a super exciting one, 73 Questions Pharmacy Student Edition. I have my friend from pharmacy school, Brian, to thank for this idea. It was his recommendation and I thought it was an awesome one. It'll be a great way for me not only to kind of share more of my personality and who I am with you all, but at the same time, make it pharmacy-esque. So we'll go ahead and go through those questions, see what's up. For those of you who don't know, Vogue does a 73 questions, I guess, challenge, if you will, with celebrities where they show up to their homes, follow them around and ask them questions and have the celebrities answer off the cuff. So they tend to be really quick responses. I'll try to keep mine as quick as possible. So I thought it'd be fitting to go ahead and kick things off by sharing the top five goals and resolutions that I have for 2021. And so my first resolution is to not go on my phone as soon as I wake up. I feel like once I silence all 800 of my alarms and re-enter this universe, I immediately go on social media. I check my emails. I check my text messages. My mind is already going 100 miles an hour and I've literally just opened my eyes. So I'd rather take some time just the first 15 to 20 minutes of the day just kind of thinking about myself, what I need to get done, centering myself and all of that. So we'll see how that goes. Number two, take five minutes a day to meditate. What that looks like exactly is still to be determined. I think at the end of every day, right before I go to bed, put my phone to the side, take five minutes to take some deep breaths, reflect on the day, be ready for the next day, kind of think about what I want to get done, what my intentions are and things like that. Number three, I want to spend more time focused on the present moment. For those of you who have listened or maybe just picked up from the way that I talk, I very much am future and goal oriented. I like to think about what's coming next so that I can take purposeful steps in the meantime to reach my goals. And for me, one of the biggest things, especially I think in this current time frame of residency applications, I've been very wrapped up in what will happen next. What are my next steps? I'm waiting for March to figure out what will happen during phase one. And then just imagining what my life will look like a year from now even has been taking up a lot of my time. And so I just really want to reorient the way that I'm thinking and become more present minded. So I don't want to be wasting these next three months worried about what's going to happen next, but rather taking in each and every single one of those days for what they are. And number four is to drink more water. I will bet you good money, but I also will not, that I am the most dehydrated individual you've ever met. I could blame the masks and the pandemic and whatnot, but honestly, like even way before then, I was not drinking enough water. I still don't. So very simply put, I need to drink more water. 
And number five, I need to get Jason Derulo back into the number one spot on my Spotify wrapped. It was my bad. This year he fell to spot number two when I went to Cal and UCSF and I would drive home. I had about an hour and a half to two hours where I would be just listening to all of his albums straight through multiple times. And so he was in the number one spot. I think last year I was in the top 1% of his listeners. So this was on me this year. That was my bad. I really wasn't driving too far places and I really wasn't listening to him too, too much. So Again, I need to put in the work this year so that at the end of 2021, he is back in that number one spot. And without further ado, we'll go ahead and start answering the 73 questions. If Vogue has an official list, they're keeping it very top secret. I consider myself quite internet savvy and I could not find the list if it exists, but that's more than okay because a ton of different bloggers have created their own iterations. And so I used this list from Life by Olivia's blog. She has them written all out. And so I skimmed through them. They seem really cool and comprehensive. I want to answer them as spontaneously as possible. So I didn't read every single one. And I'll try to make it as pharmacy related as I possibly can. So in order to get to know yours truly a little bit better, we'll start off with question number one. What's your favorite time of day? I am 100% a night owl, both historically and presently. Throughout high school, undergrad, part of pharmacy school, I would study best between 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. I was super locked in. Everything clicked just so much faster for some reason. But I have to say I do really enjoy the serenity and the productivity of waking up really early and getting things done. Actually, in P2 year, I shifted my sleep schedule so that I could work out first thing in the morning. I realized I was making any excuse not to work out at the end of the day. So I made it the first thing I did. I would wake up early at like 6, 6.30, knock it out so that I would work the rest of the day. And by the time the night rolled around, I could just go home and relax. And it felt really good to be awake before the rest of the world, if that makes any sense, and just get things done and then just jump into the day with everyone else. Number two, what's your biggest weakness? For me, my biggest weakness is something very internal. I have a big discomfort with not knowing the answer. And this is something that's never affected me externally. I refuse to let it. So I've never had an issue admitting when I don't know something or when I don't know the answer. And when I reflect upon why this makes me uncomfortable personally, it makes total sense in my mind just because when I look at myself growing up, I always prided myself on knowing the answers and showing up to school prepared and engaged in the classroom. And so for me, even through pharmacy school, that was always the case. And now that I'm transitioning from a learner in the didactic setting to a learner in the clinical setting, there's a huge learning curve and it's more than understandable that I don't always know the answer. And so again, I have never had an issue telling a provider or literally anybody that, oh, I don't know the answer off the top of my head. Let me go ahead and take a closer look and I'll get back to you. But there's always been a part of me that every time I've answered that, I have felt internally that it meant that I was unprepared and that I had failed to show up to the situation ready to go. And when I, again, reflect on that type of feeling that I'm having, I recognize that I am currently a learner. I have not graduated pharmacy school yet. I am in my last year, and that's because all of these experiences that I'm going to have in the clinical setting are going to teach me the things that I couldn't learn in the classroom. And so while, yes, I was successful there, I will also be successful here. It's just going to take a little bit longer adjusting to this new way of thinking clinically and being able to understand that I don't know everything at this particular moment. And that's also the reason I want to pursue a residency, so I become much more familiar and feel a lot more comfortable with my foundation clinically before I go out and become a completely independent practitioner. Number three, what's your biggest strength? I'd like to think my biggest strength is my positivity. Strength Finder told me it's my number two top strength, so I think it has some truth behind it. 
For me, when I view positivity, I think of it with a two-pronged approach, both in my attitude as well as the lens through which I view all of the different types of experiences I have. So from the attitude perspective, first thing generally, I am a glass half full type of person. I wake up pretty happy, very much looking forward to the day ahead of me and basically my life. I feel like I have a lot of great things to look forward to and that I'm working towards. At the same time, though, I'm very realistic in understanding that things aren't always good. There's also the bad. And so it's in those moments where I'm feeling sad, overwhelmed, or frustrated that I recognize those feelings and acknowledge them, but at the same time, shift the perspective and the lens through which I'm viewing things and find a way to make it something that'll benefit me in the long run. So maybe it's not something I particularly want to be doing in that moment, or I feel like that's benefiting me in any way, shape, or form. But the fact of the matter is, is that I can't change this scenario, but what I can change is my approach and my attitude. So how am I going to make these things that help me professionally, help me grow clinically and become a lot more sound in my reasoning or whether it be personally and just build in my character and make me a better person to be a colleague and just someone that patients can trust. So again, finding a way to make this something that will be positive instead of just dwelling in the negative aspect of it. Number four, what's the biggest learning experience you've had? Definitely being an appy student on top of being an appy student in the middle of a global pandemic and seeing firsthand the effects that COVID has on patients on the families having to make really tough calls regarding their loved ones, the providers having tough conversations with these family members, all of the different things that need to be taken into consideration as a provider on our part, what kind of treatment algorithms do we want to implement, what type of data is out there and how best do we analyze that, evaluate it, and then implement it into practice has been a huge learning experience for myself, both in the ED and the ICU. Number five, what's your idea of a perfect practice setting? For me, I am definitely interested in critical care, whether it be the ICU or the emergency department. I will hope to narrow that down over the course of the next year and a half as I choose what PGY2 I'd like to pursue. But in either case, a long-term goal of mine is to become board certified in critical care pharmacy. So in either case, I'm very much looking forward to being able to continue to work through fast hugs and just be able to evaluate patients with more complex disease state. Number six, what's one vice you wish you could give up? I don't necessarily wish I could give this up, but I feel like anytime I eat something salty, I justify it as a reason to follow up with something sugary afterwards when it's definitely not the case. Like, especially if I'm full off the salty thing, I will push myself to eat the sugary thing and vice versa. If I eat something sugary and I get really full, I'll still push myself to eat something salty. I don't know if it's a palate cleanser, but I really feel like I don't need to be doing that every single time. Number seven, what's a cause that is important to you? Addressing racial bias in the medical field as well as Black Lives Matter. Number eight, what's the best compliment you've ever received? Super weird and random story that I sometimes forget even happened just because it feels like it was so long ago and it happened so out of the blue. But during my freshman year in undergrad, I was waiting to take my first psychology midterm and a classmate of mine who I had never spoken to before had come up to me We were just talking as we were waiting outside and she was telling me what was going on in her life and she was a little bit nervous and we talked a little bit about psychology, the class itself. And by the end of it, as the doors had opened, she said, I feel really calm talking to you. Like, I really appreciate you just like listening and you have this really calming energy about you. Do you mind if I sit next to you during the exam? And I was so taken aback just because that's probably one of the nicest things anyone's ever just said out loud to me to say that you have a calming like energy or aura that rubs off on other people I feel like is so cool and I haven't received a compliment like that since like there's obviously like the very traditional compliments you can get but this one really stuck with me because I really like the fact that I was able to have this positive effect on someone just by the way that I was responding and interacting with them. Number nine, when are you the most inspired? I am definitely the most inspired when I think about my future. 
future. And at the same time, when I think about my past and I reflect on how far I've come, I'm inspired by the fact that I was able to make all of these things that were once dreams a reality. And so I get really excited about all of the goals that I've set for myself in the future that it motivates me in the present moment to push through whatever I'm going through. And it just makes me that much more excited to live every single day to eventually accomplish those goals because I've seen that I'm capable of doing that. Number 10, sweet or savory. And to that I say sweet and savory. Number 11, what song can you listen to on repeat? I can listen to any Jason Derulo song on repeat. The, any album, pick a song. I know every single word. I could lip sync it. I can karaoke it. I'm an awful singer, so you probably don't want to hear that, but I absolutely love his music. Number 12, what makes you smile the most? I definitely have to say the people in my life. At the wise old age of 24 that I am, I feel like I'm at a point where I have people in my life that genuinely want to be there who I am rooting for and who are rooting for me, who I can turn to for support, who understand where I'm coming from, who truly know me. I think that's something that's really big as well. And honestly, something else that inspires me just to piggyback off that other question is seeing how far other people push themselves and watching other people that you care about achieve their goals and be successful and to be happy. Just people around you that also value being happy and positive has just been It's been amazing and I feel like my life is so much richer because of the people I have in it. Number 13, what's one thing people don't know about you? I don't know if this is something people need to know about me or want to know about me or if anyone's ever even wondered, but the choice between vanilla and chocolate, like anything, I normally go for like the vanilla. So if it's cake or ice cream, I tend to go for vanilla. 14, heels or flats or sneakers. I actually love heels. I am five foot ten, and so I don't think there's anything wrong with being much taller. I love the height that I am. I would not change it for the world. I love walking into a room and just like being all the way up here, quite literally. And I feel like I wish I could wear heels more often. I think I wear flats and sneakers just for my own center of gravity's sake, because with a higher center of gravity, definitely a higher propensity to fall. But I love the way that heels look. I love the way that they feel. I love the way that they look with the whole outfit. So. I actually prefer heels. Number 15, vintage or new. I'm definitely a new type of person. I respect vintage. I can appreciate vintage from afar, but I think I'm a new person. Number 16, what are three things that you can't live without? So I'll make these three things in pharmacy that I can't live without, and that is a very solid black pen. I can't live without the Sanford Guide Antimicrobial Therapy book. I love it so, so much, and RX Prep. But if you want like three other things that I probably couldn't live without, it's peanut butter, my phone, I'm trying to think if there's anything really just big and worthwhile. I'm going to go family and friends. I know it's a very wholesome answer, but I stand by it because it's very true. Number 17, window or aisle seat. If I'm with people, I know I love the window seat, but I always love a good aisle seat at being my height. I like having the leg room and just being able to see everything that's going on around me. Number 18, what's your current TV character obsession? I love Simon from Bridgerton, but at the same time, I'm wrapping up the very last season of Gilmore Girls, and I'm a huge Kirk fan. The man is an entrepreneur. He has his very own style. He's very quirky, and he lives his life by his own book, and I just, I love everything about him. Number 19, I'm going to go Scrubs versus Business Casual. I absolutely love Scrubs. Wore Scrubs every day of my emergency medicine rotation. So comfortable. Didn't have to think twice about it. I personally really like figs just because they fit really well. They make a tall version of everything, so my pants are never too short, which is very much appreciated. But at the same time, I love business casual so much. I don't know if that's the pandemic speaking, just because I haven't gone out and worn like other nice clothes very much in the last year or so. 
but I also just love putting together a really nice solid outfit and feeling good. You look good, you feel good, you do good. Number 20, what's the most adventurous thing you've done in your life? I think the most adventurous thing I've done was go on a spring break trip with my friends from pharmacy school. Mind you, we only knew each other like for five months by the time we planned it and seven months when we went on the trip. But hands down, one of the most amazing experiences of my life. I cannot believe we survived, but at the same time, I can. We we had it together, but it was absolutely phenomenal. We planned the whole thing through and through. And just being able to travel with people who are in pharmacy school with you, who are some of your best friends, there is no better feeling. And just being able to experience all of these other cultures and get to do all these things with people that you really care about is just, it's an amazing feeling. 21, how would you define yourself in three words? I would say positive, hardworking, and empathetic. I give 110% of myself to everything that I do. And I do try as best I can to put myself in other people's shoes and understand that everyone is going through something, whether or not you can see it is besides the point. Number 22, what's your current favorite piece of clothing that you own? Pick any of my sweatpants. Each one of them has served me so well over the last two months of being home and I couldn't have done it without them. 23, what's a must have clothing item everyone should own? I am a big proponent of having a solid pair of black slacks that you just absolutely love. For me, I own this pair of high-waisted paper bag pants, and so they cinch in at the waist and they have a little tie in the front. They're ankle pants, they're the perfect length, they're from Express, and they go with every single outfit. I can pair them with any shirt that I own, they go great with any type of coat. They're the perfect length of pant for any type of shoe, and I just feel really good when I wear them, so highly recommend having a staple black pant that you can throw on really quickly if you're ever in a rush or if you ever just feel like you want to be able to count on an outfit. Number 24, what's inspiring you in life right now? This might sound a little conceited, but at the same time, I feel like we all should kind of do more of this, but how far I've come just in the last couple of weeks and like where I'm at currently, I think we should learn to be inspired by ourselves. I, for me personally, having finished residency applications and now being on the cusp of my next rotation, being that much closer to graduating pharmacy school and taking my boards, I'm just inspired that I have come to this point, that I am three years post interviewing for pharmacy school, that I made it through undergrad and pharmacy school, that I'm in the middle of rotations. I'm making things happen for myself. I have checked big things off my to-do list. I'm coming into a new year ready and rejuvenated. I'm just really inspired by what I've done to further myself for my future and just to make every single day that much greater for myself is what's inspiring me at the moment. Again, I feel like we should find a way to inspire from within, and so I'm really glad that that's something I can say about myself. 25, what's the best piece of advice you've received? This one's also pharmacy related. It was during my UCSF interview, part of the experience in the interview is doing a chat room and there were pharmacy students there. And I had a pharmacy student answer the question of how should one go about studying in pharmacy school by saying, do the thing that got you to where you are today. And I thought that was a really salient point to make because for myself personally, having gone to undergrad and now potentially entering this new world of pharmacy school, in my head, that's a big change. And I thought that my actions would have to change to match that. And the fact of the matter is the reason that I was in that interview and I'd made it to that point was because something worked for me as far as studying went. And so why can't that be the same thing that works for me in pharmacy school? And so whether it be having taken a couple of gap years to work, travel, whatever it was, or even just going straight from undergrad into pharmacy school, it was important to note that you know yourself the best and you know what things work best for you. So just act as an individual. Because something else I noticed going into pharmacy school is that you tend to want to know how everyone else is doing things, how everyone else is approaching it, 
but at the same time, your way is the best way for you. 26, what's your pet peeve? For me, it's when people don't close cabinets or th drawers or whatnot after they've used them. I don't know if it's just like something I do in particular, but I really appreciate when things are neat and tidy. And so when something's halfway open, it just really bothers me. Nothing too dramatic, but at the same time, I just don't understand why they can't be fully closed. Number 27, diamonds or pearls. I see myself as a pearls person maybe in the future, but I feel like I'm just a little bit extra. And so diamonds are my answer for right now. 28, what's something you notice about someone when you first meet them? So if it's someone that I notice as I walk up to them or whatnot, a smile definitely is the first thing that catches my attention. But if I'm in a room and I'm just kind of observing my surroundings or whatnot, this might sound super weird, but the first thing I notice is the way that someone occupies space. So how they're standing, the way that they're standing, what their body language is, how they are interacting with the person that they're talking to or the space that they're in or the object that they're using. For me, that's something I am always analyzing and taking a look at. Number 29, what's your biggest regret? I actually don't have any big regrets. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it made me the person I am today. And I'm really, really proud of her. So I really wouldn't change anything. I think each scenario shaped me into being the person that is currently speaking to you on this podcast. 30, what's heavily played on your music playlist right now? I really love Little Mix. I don't know what it is. Just out of the girl power, love it. All their songs, absolute bangers. 31, what's your favorite board game? It's not necessarily a board game, it's more of a card game, but it's called Codenames, and if you haven't played it before, it's super, super fun. We played it in Tahoe when a group of us went up for a pharmacy get-together, and it's honestly so much fun. 32, what's your guilty pleasure? The Bachelor franchise. Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. Give me all of it, more of it. I live for that stuff. Number 33, what book did you most recently finish? So I'm actually going to answer this pharmacy style because I haven't read an actual book in a little while. And so that would be the Naplex RX prep book. It has been my savior, if you will. It has shown me the light as I prepare for my ambulatory care rotation. So I just read the hypertension, dyslipidemia, and the diabetes chapter. And then what are you currently reading? I'm going to say that as well, but if you're hearing this part of the podcast, please reach out to me and let me know of a really good book that you've read recently in any genre, anything. I would just love to know and check it out. Number 35, how do you start your day? I start my day by silencing all 800 of my alarms and then laying there and wondering if I can afford five more minutes. The answer is usually no and then getting up. 36, what's your favorite holiday? So I actually really love the time period between Halloween to New Year's. I think a lot of people would agree with me about that. I also really love celebrating 4th of July just because it's during the summer and it means I can come home and see my family and whatnot. But I think Christmas takes the cake between the lights and the holiday spirit and the cookies and the caroling and everyone decorates their homes. And even inside our own home, we have the tree go up and we have garland all around our banisters and stockings. It's just very cozy and I love it. Number 37, if you could raid one woman's closet, who would it be? If I were to personally raid somebody's closet, I would want to raid Mindy Kaling's. I feel like she has such a unique sense of style and she has so many eclectic pieces that I wouldn't personally seek out or buy, but I think they'd be really fun to style and there's so much color in there that I think it's just amazing. Number 38, if you could switch lives with one person for a day, who would it be? I think I'd want to see what it's like to be president. That might be a very cliche answer, but it's true. So after January 20th, I would love to switch with Joe Biden and see what's up in the White House. 39, what's one thing you've always wanted to try but you've been too scared to do? I think skydiving. I don't know if I'm really that scared of it, like if I would do it or not, but it just doesn't seem like something I'm going to strike up and initiate on my own. Number 40, what's one thing you wish you knew at age 19? 
Oh, that's a really good one. For me, I think one of the biggest things I wish I knew is to do whatever makes you happy and not to worry what other people think because no matter what, people will disagree with you or will talk about you and whatnot. So if that's always going to be the case, just do the things that make you happy because that's the only thing you have control over. 41, besides your phone or wallet, what's a couple of must-have purse items? I always carry with me a chapstick. I also like to have a pen. I also like to have some sort of snack. They get a little bit crusty after a couple of days when they've been bouncing around in there, but if you know you're going to be out and about, it's nice to have something to eat. Number 42, if you were not going to be a pharmacist, what would you be doing? I think I'd want to do something like travel photography or being a wedding planner. I think both of those things would be super fun and I'd have a really great time being able to execute either one of them. Number 43, what's something you can't do? I can't juggle and I wish I knew how to juggle and I think it's going to be one of those things where I spend a day really just trying and not giving up and eventually getting it and then solidifying that I can do it and then we'll be good to go. And so I'll keep you all updated if that day ever comes around. Number 44, where was the best vacation you've ever taken? My family went to Spain, Morocco, and Portugal one summer, and Morocco was one of the most beautiful places I have ever been. So if you ever have the opportunity or ever interested, I highly recommend. 45, what's one city you've always dreamed of traveling to? My friends and I were actually supposed to go to Paris, Brussels, and Amsterdam for spring break, but COVID ended up happening and the pandemic had started two weeks beforehand, so we didn't end up getting to go. And so I would love the opportunity to go to Brussels because they have waffles and I think that would be really exciting. And it's someplace I've just, I've never been to before. Number 46, what's something you always travel with? I'm actually going to say something that I should always travel with that I never remember to pack and that is a neck pillow. Number 47, favorite food? Mine is sushi, hands down. Sushi is always a good idea. I will always be down for sushi. Number 48, favorite dessert? Creme brulee. There is a restaurant in San Francisco called Puccini and Panetti. It's this fantastic Italian place that my parents and I would go to anytime they visited and they have the most amazing creme brulee. 49, favorite snack? I really love peach rings. So Smart Sweets has their super low sugar version, which is actually really good. And then Trolley has their full sugar version, which is of course fantastic. 50, what's a movie that made you cry? Marley and me. 51, what's your favorite movie of the last five years? I honestly liked any of the Star Wars movies. They were very well done in my opinion. I like them as a normal level consumer of Star Wars. I understand that there are different levels and you can feel differently about each of the movies, but I personally enjoyed them. Number 52, what's the one talent you wish you had? That's a really great question. I'm trying to think if there's anything I wish I could just outright do. I wish I could sing. Like if I could be one of those people who sung really well and like could come up with my own lyrics. I think that would be fantastic. 53, what's your favorite exercise? I love Barry's boot camp. It was so funny because for the longest time I was intimidated by it. I was not sure that I'd be able to keep up. My friends told me that I would absolutely love it. I was obsessed with cycling. So Cycle Bar, Soul Cycle, did it all the time. And eventually I gave Barry's a chance and I ended up doing their 21 day challenge or 20 day challenge, but it got cut short because of COVID. So I literally jumped in full steam ahead and was like, I'm gonna do this 20 days in a row, but unfortunately did not have the opportunity. Absolutely loved it by the way, the weight training with the cardio aspect big fan of being able to alternate between the two and you just come out of it feeling very very powerful and strong 54 what's your favorite band i don't really listen to bands now i want to say but in high school i played in jazz band marching band symphonic band and so i had a really big appreciation for big band music and so count basie's orchestra was one of my favorite bands that we listened to in jazz band 55 what's your favorite fast food order from mcdonald's my tried and true it is a cheeseburger, a 10-count chicken nugget, and a medium fries. 
And then, of course, for sauces, it's buffalo and sweet and sour, hands down. 56, what's something you don't want to be doing in 10 years? I don't want to be unhappy. And I guess the flip side of that is I really hope that I will be happy. And I think that's super important to prioritize. 57, what's the cutest thing on planet Earth? Red pandas and normal pandas and puppies. I don't know how to put those into order, but all three of them are equally as cute as one another. Oh my God. And baby Yoda. If I left out baby Yoda, I'd be remiss. Baby Yoda as well. He may be number one. 58. What's the best thing that happened this year? I'm going to have to go with starting this podcast. It's something I wanted to do and I am proud of myself for pulling the trigger, going ahead with it and making it a reality. 59. What's your favorite drink? I'm going to say water because that is my new favorite drink of 2021. But something that I really like to drink like once a week, I want to say, is kombucha. I'm a huge kombucha fan. Guava kombucha from GTS. Highly recommend. 60. Which movie makes you laugh the hardest? I can't remember any movie that I watched outright that made me laugh super hard. And to preface these movie questions, I self-admittedly have really bad taste in movies. Like my favorite movie is Transformers, if that tells you anything. But I guess that made me laugh. First thing that comes to my mind is Olaf from Frozen. So I'll have to go with that. And I recently watched it. So we'll go with that one. 61, what do you usually eat for dinner? It totally varies. But one of my favorite things that I eat for dinner is tacos. 62, what do you usually eat for lunch? When I'm on rotations, I do this rice sausage and vegetable medley, and it's super good, sits in the fridge really well, and I can microwave it really quickly, and it's just a hot meal that I can enjoy in the middle of the day. 63, what do you usually eat for breakfast? For breakfast, I do a breakfast sandwich. It's an English muffin with ham, cheese, and egg, and then I just heat it up, and it's amazing, really quick, and I can take it on the go if I need to, and then I also do a coffee. 64, what's your favorite thing in the world? That's a really weird question, kind of, sort of, but I guess just being able to hang out with my friends and family, and I also really love traveling, and it's something I'm looking forward to doing a lot more in the future. 65, what's your favorite color? Green. 66, what color clothing do you wear most? Black, for sure. 67, what are three words to describe living in, I'll say San Francisco, the Bay Area, just because that's where I went to undergrad and where I went for pharmacy school. It is number one, expensive. Number two, it's also really inspiring. I feel like a lot of people in those areas are really pursuing something that they're passionate about and are working hard towards it. So that's really cool to see. And number three, I would say foggy. It's not always foggy, but the fog there is named Carl for a reason. So because he comes around. 68, do you like surprises? I love surprises. Sometimes I'll say I don't like surprises, but I'm lying. I do love surprises. I'll try to figure out what they are, but I always love being surprised. 69, what's one thing you had to learn the hard way? I think it would be that people don't always stay in your life and that's not necessarily a bad thing, that people can grow apart and it doesn't mean anything happened, but it's just that people grow in different ways. 70, what's something you're tired of? I am personally tired of rereading every email I write eight times before I send it because I'm afraid of a typo, but I will continue to do it because I will not let it get the best of me. Number 71, who do you turn to when you're sad? My mom, hands down, she's the best. 72, what's a trend you would like to see disappear forever? I think the thought process that you have to constantly be doing something in order to be productive or to be successful, when in my opinion, I feel like recharging and taking the time to reflect is just as important and can help you become even more successful. And 73, I cannot believe this is the last question. What did you want to do with your life at age 12? I actually really wanted to be a veterinarian and then eventually a pediatrician. And then when I was 17, my junior year of high school, I decided I wanted to become a pharmacist. 
And that'll go ahead and wrap up today's episode of Life on the Farm. I want to say thank you so much to all of you who listened to this episode, listened to any of the past episodes. Your support means the world to me. I cannot believe we got over a thousand streams in 2020 and I cannot wait for what's in store in 2021. If you would like, totally give this podcast a follow on Spotify, rate it on Apple Podcasts and join me on the Instagram at Life on the Farm Podcast. I try to post on there every single day, whether it be a meme, something useful in pharmacy, a photo of what I'm doing that day. It'll all be there and I would love the opportunity to meet some of you and talk with you. So again, thank you so much. I hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy, that 2021 is the best year yet and that you're doing well. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye.